church, you can go ahead and, and have a seat. Thanks for leading us in that. Um, if you do not have a Bible, there's Bibles over uh, in our little library cart and uh, and uh, uh, lamp things, whatever those are called. Uh, so grab a Bible and, and have it open. We're glad that you're here today. Um, we started out our gathering in a, in a very specific way. I mean, just showing a video that was pretty awesome. Um, that's a couple uh, that uh, is in Houston, the church project in Houston, and my friend was one of the uh, a counselor that helped them go through some incredible hard times just in their marriage. And, I, you know, I don't know what our scenarios are as we come into this room today and, and what God is doing in all of our hearts and in our minds, but we all come in in very specific um, scenarios. And I, and I know this. After being a pastor as many, as many years as I've been a pastor and sitting with people and, and counseling with people and just talking and helping people through hard times, it comes down to this. And it comes down to, is the gospel message finding root in your heart and in your mind? And if it is, and we begin to let go of our pride, then we begin to see things like what we just saw, marriages restored. And we're seeing that here at, at Church Project. We're seeing marriages restored. We're seeing incredible things happen right here. Just look around. Each and every one of us, we're just not a number. Like each and every one of us, God is showing us how much he loves us, and he's helping us walk through some incredibly difficult things in life. He is for me, and he is. He's showing me how much he loves me. And my prayer for this morning is that he does that for each and every one of us. Uh, we have been going through uh, books, and we've been studying through books. It took us two and a half years to get through the, the, the book of Luke. That was a long time, wasn't it? And we just ended going through Ephesians. But what we've done the last three weeks is we've hit pause on going through a book study. And we've said, what would it look like if the people of God came together and focused on prayer? If you went and saw the, the cheesy Christian movie that wasn't as cheesy as I thought it was going to be. In fact, had me in tears the whole time. The whole time it was the, the war room. And if you saw that, um, hopefully you didn't cry as much as I did. But I was, I was really, when I left that movie theater, I, I, I was really just going, the power of prayer. I just, I just don't get it, and I just don't understand it as much as I would like to. So selfishly, I'm praying that as we go through this series of prayer, I would get it. Like I, like, I would get it. It would take root in my heart and in, and in my mind, and I'd realize what prayer is. So we're in this third week of the series called Prayer, and what we've been doing is taking the Lord's Prayer, and it's on page 560 in those blue Bibles, or it's Matthew 6, chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 10, and we've been looking at the Lord's Prayer, and we've been going through and just kind of studying it. So I want to read the Lord's Prayer for us. It's in the ESV. Uh, maybe you have it memorized through different songs or hearing it your whole life or whatever. But I want to read through us, uh, through the Lord's Prayer, and then look at a specific uh, thought today. So here's the Lord's Prayer. It's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. By the way, it's called the Lord's Prayer, but it's more the disciples' prayer. Like how we as his church should pray. Uh, I say that often because it's a good reminder. So the disciples' prayer, Matthew 6, verse 9. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Today, what we're going to look at, the last couple weeks, we've looked at verse 9, which is, this is how you should pray, our Father in heaven. Thank God we have a Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Thank God for that. Today what we're looking at is verse 10. Your 
kingdom come. Isn't that powerful, that first word? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is a story, and it's shown um, why we should pray and how we should pray, especially verse 10. When we get to verse 10, it says, Your kingdom, your will be done on earth <coughs> as it is in heaven. And I, I, I just kind of want to ask where, where each of us sit just personally right now. Um, are, are you in a hopeless situation? Like right now in your life, what, what are you going through in, in, in the place that you're in? Right now in the place that you're in, are you at a loss? This is such a good news message when we look at the Lord's Prayer and we look at the gospel message and how that impacts our life. It's such a good news. What Satan is meant for evil, God is turning into, oh, he's 180-ing. Is that a word, 180-ing? For those of you skateboarders, what's that called? Like you, go, you go in the opposite direction. What Satan meant for evil, God is 180-ing in your life. He's turning it into good, awesome, incredible things. And so if you sit here today and you're at loss or you're going through difficult things, know that that's not the will of God in your life. He's going to work through that with you, and he's going to grow you, and he's going to mature you, and he's going to 180 it into something that you just go, thank God for this scenario in my life. No matter how hard it is, and we're going through some hard things in this room. I know, because I've been praying for some hard things individually that we're going through in this room. And I just got to tell you this. Stay true to the gospel message. Stay focused on who Jesus is, because Satan wants to take you out. God wants to do it, turn it into a 180. He wants, he wants to turn it into good things in your life. He has given me, Aaron Havens, life to the full, and he will do the same for you. That's not a sales pitch. <laughs> that's, that's like reality. When we get the power of verse 10, that it's your kingdom, not my kingdom, not America's kingdom, not financial security's kingdom, not whatever kingdom we put in the place of your God's kingdom. When we begin to get that, our life begins to make so much more sense. And then we can say, God has given me life and life to the fullest. This little prayer right here, known as the Lord's Prayer, Disciples' Prayer, they're very profound ideas that are expressed in, in just this little, right, this, these couple few verses right here. In English, the entire prayer only has 58 words. Go ahead and count it. It's kind of cute. 46 of them only have one syllable. It's not difficult. It's pretty simple. And so what we, what we find right here is very complex meaning in the Lord's Prayer put in very simple form. It's really not that complicated. The story right, that we find ourselves in Matthew is the disciples. They're following Jesus, and they're saying, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Hence why we call it, you know. Disciples' prayer. Teach us how to pray, Jesus. His life was a display, and, and they, they saw this. His life was a display of passionate, purposeful, and reality-altering prayer. Like, when Jesus prayed to his Father, it altered reality. And the disciples are looking at him, and they're saying, Jesus, listen, teach us how to do this thing that you're doing. This prayer, this talking to your Father. Teach us how to do this. When Jesus prayed, heaven and earth stood still. 
When Jesus prayed, he had the ears of his father. His father calmed raging seas. Read about it in the Bible. It's pretty cool what happens through prayer. He calmed raging seas. When Jesus prayed, God raised the dead. He healed the blind and he cast out demons. When his people pray, when you and I pray, heaven and earth stand still and the God of all time stands and says, yes, child, you have my attention. What's going on in your life? What things do you want to bring before me? Because I care passionately for you, and I want to hear what you're saying. Church, do we approach God, our Father, and say, Father, hallowed be your name. Sanctify everything in my life, including my mind, my heart. Bring your name glory in everything, including, yes, the situation in my life that just seems kind of small, or these incredibly huge situations. God's listening. And he's saying, pray. And our prayer should be, Father, may it be your kingdom, not my kingdom. Let your will be done in our life. So we look at this prayer, the Lord's Prayer. And, and, and this isn't a prayer that we should just recite every day, just meaningless. We, we just, just do it word for word. That we can, and there's some beauty in the liturgy of that, and, and I love doing that. I love as a body when we, when we pray the Lord's Prayer. But there's so much deeper meaning to this. And this is more of a model how to pray. And when we look back on verse 9, our Father, it's who He is. We sang a song last week. It's just beautiful. You know, I've listened to it a lot this week. You know, I'm loved by a Father. It's who He is. It's just just who He is. Sometimes we have no other words. You're, You're our Father. Thank you. And you love me. It's what you do. It's who I am. You love me. And so we looked at verse 9, our Father, it's who he is, and, and, it, and the verse continues and goes on and says, hallowed be your name. Well, hallowed be your name, it's, it's what sets him a repar- apart, and it's our request to him. And the request is, Father, may your name be known and set apart in all aspects of my life. It's a request when we pray that to him. And so our own words, when we say, hallowed be your name, we're saying, God, may you set apart my entire life. I request that you set apart my entire life so that your name be known. And today, your kingdom, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is a prayer of our hearts and our mind and our lives. And it's that our lives, our hearts, our minds would be made more like him, like who he is. And it's also a prayer for the evils to be expelled. Set sail, wave by, no really, wave by to sin, wave by, say bon voyage, like adios. And it's a prayer as we, as we go before our Father and say, God, would you set me apart and would you end the result of sin in my life and evil in the world? And it's a request as we go before God. There's a beautiful uh, section in Luke, in Luke chapter 15 and verse 7, it says, Heaven rejoices, joy, parties, when one sinner turns and repents and comes to me. Like, there's a party, because sin is set sail. Wave goodbye, bye-bye, see you later. I, I look at what it means to, to do life together, and I, I, I look at what it means to experience a life that's, that's full of, of God's love and want more love, and I, and I think about God's kingdom. And, and, and I think what, what that means personally, but I think what, the, what does that mean in the world at large? Like, what would it look like if God's kingdom was truly among us right now in, in all forms? 
I, I, get, I get glimpses of it, and I get a little homesick, but often uh, I get homesick for a place I've never been. Like, God, I, I want your kingdom to be here in my life and in our world, and I want to see the effects of love, not hate. I want to see what you do in this world, and I get glimpses of it. At moments on Sunday mornings, I get glimpses of it. But quite honestly, I get most of the glimpses I get where I get to see the love of God and I get to see just glimpses of what His kingdom will look like is when I'm in relationship with other people and just doing awesome stuff. And, and, and we get to experience together what God's doing amongst us. And we get to laugh and we get to celebrate. And exactly, uh, I've got a picture for you from last night where we got to laugh and we got to celebrate and we got to have a good time. So you, you have that picture back there, Elijah or, or uh, uh, Seth? Dude, when they stretch that, you look weird. That's, I think you're actually larger in real life, like Jack Mount dressed up as Forrest Gump. Run, Forrest, run! I, mean, we, we, I, tried, to, I tried to get him to run down our street like Forrest, but he wouldn't do it. But... But, 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 look at his shoes today. Jack, you wore those shoes. Good for you, good for you. That was a dare. That was a dare he would wear those shoes, so that's good. But last night, just sitting in the driveway, you know, have a little fire and hot dogs and candy and you know, with friends, and just, just experiencing a little bit. You like that picture, don't you? You guys, laughs are still going, bro. Just experiencing relationship together. Those are the glimpses that I get where I'm just like, this is like, this is beautiful. Smiling, saying, may be your kingdom in my life, in my heart, in this world. I get homesick for a place that I've never fully been, but yet I pray for it in my life, and I pray for it in the reality of the every day that we walk in this world. God, may it be your kingdom in my life. Have you had the honor of being part of the thing where God says, go make disciples? Have you, have you had an honor to be in a relationship where you get to see this lived out? You know, Jesus, he throws the keys the, to the kingdom, and he says, go make disciples. Go. Like, go tell people this good news message. And I want to ask a question. Have you be, had the honor to be a part of this process? Like, even watch it go to completion? I've looked at friends in the face. Some of you. <laughs> and some of you have looked me in the face. And we've had hard, hard conversations and spoken some beautiful truth into each other. And watch as God has grabbed our hearts and our minds. And he's moved our lives to be more in line with what he's called us to be in this gospel message. And, and to watch a situation turn from hopeless to full of life. There's no greater joy. There's no greater joy. To sit with someone and to show them the kingdom of God. And to speak hard, bold truth into their life and, and show them love and grace and just say, God, may your kingdom come to this earth. And you watch a dark situation turn into light, not because of anything you've done or not because of anything even that individual or that couple has done, but simply the love of God, the grace of God pouring into the scenario saying, I love you. That's good news. That's why we pray. May your kingdom come. Not mine. May your kingdom come. I love watching Satan get his butt kicked. I love it. It's awesome. I love watching people when blinders fall off of their eyes and they, they realize for the first time it's not about performance. I'm going to say that again. 
for some of us, we really grew up Baptist. We still got it in us. Like, we think we're just good enough, we can just earn our way. It's not going to work that way. I love watching when for the first time, or for multiple time, or for the hundredth time for me, thousandth time for me, the blinders are dropped and we realize it's not about our actions, but it's about the love of God and the grace of God speaking into our life and pouring into our life. And we can't help but just fall on our face and say, God, I don't deserve this love and I thank you so much for your grace. That is an amen, Jason. <laughs> what an honor to be a part of this process. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Be old, behold, the new has come. We are new creations when we walk in the love of Jesus Christ. The Old Testament talks about the exodus of God's people. And we read elaborate details of what that looks like as, as they were leaving Egypt. It talks about the exodus of God's people that were held in bondage as, as slaves until God shows up on the scene. Like God shows up on the scene and in an epic displays of power, he sets his people free. Any of you walked through the Red Sea? Any of you? I, I have, that'd be sweet. Like in epic displays of power, we see God Almighty moving on behalf of people that were bondage to sin as he sets them free. He moves the natural and he moves in the supernatural because he loves his people. The points of this prayer is like we're praying a new exodus over our life. We're praying that God would move, the evil empire would be defeated, and God's people would be set free. Every single one of us, as we experience a king, God, our Father, seated on the throne in his place that only he can be, and we pray that his will be done in our life. I love Isaiah 52, 7. Any, any, any of you read Isaiah 52, 7? Just, if, if it's not too weird, close your eyes and think of this. And, and think of the words. How beautiful, Isaiah 52, 7. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger bringing good news. Breaking the news that all's well, proclaiming good times, announcing salvation, telling Zion, your God reigns. Voices, listen. Your scouts are shouting, thunderclap shouts, shouting in joyful unison. They see with their own eyes God coming back to Zion, breaking into song, booming out. <laughs> God has comforted his people. He's redeemed Jerusalem. God has rolled up his sleeves. All the nations can see his holy, muscled arm. Everyone from one end of the earth to the other, sees him at work, doing his salvation work. God is moving today in our lives, a new exodus in our life. He's setting us free from the bondage of sin in our life. He's flexing his muscle arm, and he's showing off his power. And we pray that. God, may your will be done, not my will. May your will be done. Flex away, God. As Christians, we live in a now and a when. Think about this. We, as Christians, we live in a now and a when. And actually, we even live in a then. And so we live in all aspects. As followers of Christ, our past, our present, 
and futures are securely kept by him. Which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. We exist eternally in all spheres. Talk about the ultimate, like, sci-fi flick. Like, we are past, present, and future because of Christ. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Our past is made new. So think about your past. Think about the joys. Think about the defeats. Think about your past. As Christ's followers, he says, your past is made new. Our now, the stuff we're living and walking through right now, it's set apart. It's beautiful. And our future is more like him as he continues to sanctify us and make us more like him into the people we already are in him. And it's a beautiful thing as, as Christians. We live in past, present, and future, experiencing his love in all spheres. That's beautiful. And this prayer that we pray right here, this Lord's Prayer, the Disciples' Prayer, this is a risky and crazy prayer of submission and commission, all in one. Like it's saying, it's saying, God, I submit to you, and I, and I pray that your will be done. Send us out. It's a commission as well. And it's a beautiful prayer as you sit in your prayer closets or you drive down the road and you begin to pray, God, may it be about you and not me. And here's, here I am submitting to you and asking your commission in my life. Send me forth wherever you may send me. Send me to my dorms. Send me to my workplace. Send me to the grocery store. Send me to the Green Packers Day today. Game today. Me. No, 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 no send me. Well, I'm not going. I, that was more like, does anyone have a ticket to send me? No, it's like, <laughs> pray, pray that God send me out. It's my submission and, my, and the commission. May your will be done wherever I go in my life. Romans 8, 22, for we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. Even the earth is saying, God, may your kingdom come and may you take over even creation. Second Peter 3.13 says, but according to his promise, we are waiting for new heaven and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. When I think of earth, I think of our life, I think of the new kingdom. This is where I can say, I can only imagine. I tried to talk Jeremy into singing that I can only imagine song. He said, no way. He'd even sing Justin Bieber before that song. So next week, he'll be singing Justin Bieber. Uh, <laughs> but it's a, it, I mean, it's a beautiful song as you think about the kingdom. I, c I can only imagine. What will heaven look like? What, what will this earth look like? What will his kingdom, physical kingdom, what, what will it w look like? And, the, and, I, and I've, I've said it before, but is it possible to get nostalgic for a place you've never been? And we get glimpses of it in our relationships with each other. When we see bondages of chain bro broken in our life, people set free, scales drop, marriage is saved, addictions, addictions broken, eternal um, salvation in people. Like, we get glimpses of his kingdom, and it's beautiful. It's, it's why I've said, you know, with my life, God, use me. And if that means standing in front of people and just spouting off a bunch of words, then, then sure, use me however. May your kingdom be known in my life. We get glimpses of it on earth, but not fully. To me, it's, it's like visiting Travelocity <laughs> and, and reading the reviews and seeing the pictures and going, I get it. Like, four and a half stars. 
awesome. Like, I'm ready to go. Like, I get glimpses of what it's going to be like, but until I arrive in Costa Rica, I never smell it, see it, taste it. I've never been to that place. Like, I just know about it, and I get glimpses of it, but not fully. And I pray this over my life. I pray this over our church. I pray this over the world, that his kingdom would come, that it would be about him, us submitting to him and saying, commission us into the world, make everything new. God, it's beautiful when you move. This prayer, by the way, depends on God to take action. I want to repeat this. This prayer depends on God to take action. Not, not for his worshipers to bring the kingdom into being. Like, that, that's not even possible. We're just not that powerful. This prayer is about God moving in his church, his people, and it's only through his power that he does this. And when we begin to, gra- when we get, begin to grasp this, we begin to come around this word called grace because none of us are just good enough to usher in the kingdom of God. He begins to usher in this word of grace into us and wash us over with this word. And we begin to realize just how much he loves us, how much he's done for us, and how much we need him. And so our prayer is naturally, verse 10, may your kingdom come and may your will be done in this earth and in my life. The challenge for us this week and for every day as we move forward is that it be about God and not about us. Amen, church? As we look at this prayer, and we've been studying it the last couple weeks, I would like to take a couple, uh, just minutes right now, and pray. I'll give you a couple things to pray for. One, um, we are part of the Church Project Network. We have five churches in America. We have five churches in Haiti. And in Haiti, we're, we're part of an orphanage of, of owning and running and, and, and having kids in this orphanage. And some of you, we're, we're going to be taking a trip pretty soon on spring break. Uh, and in fact, there's a crew that's going in a couple weeks down to Haiti. Uh, we're building relationships there. Like we want to partner financially and relationally. And part of partnering relationally means it gets a little messy and it gets a little sensitive and emotional. Like, for example, this week, one of our girls, and I won't even try her name, because it's French, and it'll come out sounding Spanish with my accent. But one of our girls in our orphanage was walking home from school and got hit by a motorcycle, and, and she has a compound fracture in her, in her leg. Like, it is, here's her bones. That's not how they're supposed to be. Like, she's sitting right now, literally right now, in traction as they painfully do this thing, and we're praying that doctors won't just rush through this one. Like, we don't want to see long-term effects. We're praying healing and steady hands over those doctors right now, and we're praying that we can give the funds to help this, this girl in this painful situation. Like, this is relationships, guys. This is what we do. And so I want to ask us, just in your own time as we go, to, to pray for her. God knows who she is, how much pain, what she needs. So pray for whatever God lays on your heart for her. I'd like to also pray uh, for a couple that's been traveling around the world uh, with World Race. And a lot of you know them, Katie and Robbie Hill, or Hill, Hill, Hill. And, and, and I get 
I get emails from them often as they're in different parts of the world and telling people about the love of God. And, and they say they listen to the podcast all the time. And so everybody say hi to Robbie and Katie Hill as they're listening to the podcast. So hi, Katie and Robbie. Let's clap for them. <laughs> and church, we pray for them. We pray for them that their finances are there that their marriage grows stronger, that they see the love of God everywhere that they go, and they continue to see God moving in their life in powerful ways. And, and Robbie and Katie, we love you, and we're praying for you. We can't wait for you to come back to Greeley. Like, let's begin to be a people that pray. We pray for our lives. We pray for the people around us. When we see God move in Greeley, Colorado, we're going to see his kingdom ushered in in our lives. And corporately, it's going to be like a big old party on my driveway with a fire pit and Jack dressed up like Forrest Gump. Like, we're going to love life. And people are going to walk by, and they're going to get a glimpse of that party, and they're going to say, that looks awesome. Yes, I'll take one of those hot dogs. We'll have neighbors come over randomly just because they heard the music, and it was Vanilla Ice, by the way. Like, it's just going to be this way. This is what I want to give my life for. And it comes about when each of us leave this place and we take it serious. Like We fall on our face and we begin to pray, God, may it be about you and not me. And we begin to humbly submit ourselves and say, commission us into this world, God. What can God do when this happens? There's been a lot of new people coming around Church Project, and I love it. I love seeing it. There's a couple things we should all be aware of. If you don't get an email every week, then it's because we don't have your email address. So fill out a response card and put it in the offering in the back left, that little offering tissue box thing. And you'll begin to get these updates. But here's two things I want everyone to know of. Start is November 15th, and Start is a class that says, we're going to talk about Church Project, what it is, where it came from, where we're going, and how to get involved. It's like, you're new to Church Project. This is a great way to find out about it. And then the week after that, we're going to have a baptism, no, November 22nd, a horse trough right here. And it's going to be awesome. And so some of you, you, you haven't made that commitment of saying where Jesus says go and be baptized. And so we're going to do that as well. And so if you're interested in the start or baptism, fill out the card. Or you can go online and register. And we'll talk more about this. There's a lot of cool stuff happening. But i got to say this. Let's do it together. Let's do it in relationships. That's why we do house church. That's why. Because we get to encourage each other and spur each other on to love and good deeds and do it with people that are chasing after God. So I'd encourage you, go to start class. Get, bap, get in the baptism. Sign up for that. Be a part of house church. Be a part of this as we experience his kingdom in our life. I'm going to ask uh, Jeremy and you guys to come up. And this morning, uh, we are every, the first Sunday of every month. It's November. Can you believe that? Where's this year gone? The first Sunday of, of every month, uh, we do a time of communion together. And communion's a very beautiful thing. And so I'm going to invite us right now, if, if you would, and Weston, you can, you can go ahead and flip the lights. Um, if you have a child in Project Kids, if you would quickly and quietly go grab them and, and come on back, because we're going we're gonna to worship God in this place. And 
after a little bit of time, I'm going to come back and lead us in communion so corporately we can all experience communion together and go into communion in, in unison together. And so if you would, if you would stand right now, I'd like to pray over us. And it's when his, when his people pray, God moves. So some of us, as we go into this next worship time, this isn't going to be just a declaration, but it's also going to be a prayer in our hearts. As we realize who God is and what he's done in our life. We declare it over him and we pray it over our lives and say, may this be true. Over me, over this world, cry out your kingdom, God. So declare these words with your whole body. And pray these words with your whole soul. That these would be true in our lives. His kingdom would be part of our every moment. It is. It is. But sometimes we just forget it. So make this a prayer and a declaration to God, and I'll come back and lead us in communion together in a minute.